Welcome to the Media Lab Podcast. My name is Sterling Miller. I'm joined by Mike from Be Fresh Gear. Mike, how you doing? Not bad. How you doing, Sterling? Oh, I'm doing great. Always nice, having nice. a good day. It's a great day outside too. Yeah, I mean, it's getting a little, it's getting a little bad. I mean, it's kind of windy, but I mean, it's Friday. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's, it's beer thirty here in a little bit. Ah, beer thirty <laughs> is, is rolling up on that time. So, Mike, tell tell the people about yourself and and what Be Fresh Gear is. So, yeah, uh, I am Mike. I am a Denver native. Um, uh, I work for Be Fresh Gear. Um, I am one half of the company with uh, Brian McBroom is my business partner. Uh, Be Fresh Gear is a retro clothing brand. We're, uh, we're based you know, around the 80s and the 90s type aesthetic. Uh, we do sunglasses, fanny packs, hats, uh, windbreakers, pretty much everything. Um, and we're also a custom design firm. And, you know, if you're looking for any type of uh, custom projects, we do all that type of stuff. So... That's sick. And so do you do a lot of the design? Yeah. Do you I, some I, of it? I, yeah. I, I'm like when it comes to like actually putting it into like, you know, digital form. Right. That's pretty much my department. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, the computer jockey is what they call me uh, or computer monkey. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty much the one, you know, running Adobe Suite. Uh, we use Illustrator, Photoshop, After Effects, uh, InDesign. Um, you know, we make all our own catalogs. Stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm pretty much, when it comes to the computer and, and the, the website, the back end. Yeah. Um, well, how do, how do you come up with these designs? Obviously, they're very deeply rooted in sort of 80s nostalgia, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we love loud patterns. We love, you know, things that remind us of, like, the video games we grew up on, the cartoons we grew up on. Um, and then patterns just come, you know, we do a bunch of different things. Sometimes it's our own unique design that we, like, you know, we get inspired from something and we take elements from something, we put it together. Uh, we do a lot of artist collabs. So in the last few years, we've worked with, you know, 10 different artists. Uh, the, the shirt I'm wearing right now is actually an artist named Tom Abyss. Uh, and he's from England. Um, and we just really liked his aesthetic. We contacted him and we said, hey, you know, we want you to do us some stuff. And we, we really like doing that because it keeps it fresh. And we really like, you know. Keeping it fresh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's and the whole thing. It's the community, you know. Yeah. It's, it's like building, like, you know you you can have you can you can be inspired by other people and just i think that's kind of where we like to be today is creating the community as well as you know just making a brand yeah how do you sort of decide on artists to collaborate with um sometimes it's just like we have an idea in mind and we just like you know we'll, we'll look or like we've been doing live events for a lot and denver is a, an artist hub so we have a ton of people just around in our, our own community um, we try to use those people, you know, like we try to find those people first. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's like we see a sick, you know, piece of graffiti on the wall and we're like, oh, we want to work with this person. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, we just stumble across something on Reddit or, you know, it's online just scrolling and we're like, oh, this is dope or Instagram. Yeah. So it's, it's a bunch of different things. Um, but yeah, it's like we have this year we're doing something with our buddy Atomic Child and he's out of Fort Collins, Colorado. And he does a lot of really cool, um, like, landscape inside of, like, artwork type things. It would be like a, you know, a picture of a, like, a mountain goat. But inside of the mountain goat will have, like, a giant nature scene. 
and wow. it's it's really cool stuff and kind of trippy yeah 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 and he's he's doing great he's an rei he's he's blowing That's up awesome. and yeah so we, we like you know we wanted to collab with him we we see him at all these like pop-up markets and stuff like yeah. that well and, i think your clothes are awesome i'll say that i need to get myself <laughs> some still but i've been checking them out oh yeah i'm gonna look through so tell me how did sort of the idea come about to uh, start a company that sort of sold these loud clothes, right? These loud, creative, <laughs> yeah, '80s nostalgic sort of clothes. How did this idea come about? So it was actually, uh, you know, Brian was in a hip hop group. I've known Brian since high school, and we, uh, you know, we went to different colleges, um, and we kind of came back uh, because of hip hop. He was in a hip hop group, and then they kind of broke up, and. We uh, joined together and made a new hip hop group, and I, I DJ. He raps. Um, That's cool. So, but it was based like Brian was starting. He made the visor. He prototyped the visor shades. The visors are super cool. Yeah. The visor shades. So that's that's kind of like what started. That is the epitome of B Fresh. Is the visor shade, like that's our number one product. That's our most niche product. Um, it's our most extreme product, and <laughs> so that was like concepted in like 2012 is when okay. that, that came about, and you know. But Brian saw, um, you know, doing hip hop and doing music, it's really fun, but it's really hard to make money. It's really hard to get your friends out there paying and, you know. Even if you're popular. Exactly. It's, yeah. It's especially hard. now, I mean, it's getting harder and harder. And so, most of the, they would make their money most of the times off clothes and merchandise. Merchandising, yeah. exactly. So his, his whole concept was, you know, I want to make something that people can buy even if they don't like me as a musician. Like, I want to make something that kind of separates, you know, it's just not my name. It's, right. it's, and that's where like the patterns kind of came from. Like, we're not really brand like logo heavy. We're way more like, here's the art. And like, sometimes it sucks because people are like, who makes that? And some people are like, oh, I don't remember. Cause it's not like, you know, plastered on the chest or anything. You right. Know, like, look at the tag. But like, that's how it started out. And, you know, we were, we, we started opening up for lots of the major rap acts coming through town. Like Warren G, um, oh, wow. Method Man and Red Man. Oh, that's sick. Uh, we did Bone Thugs and Harmony at the Fillmore. Yeah. But we, like, our merch booth was more popular than, you know, <laughs> the headliners. Because it looked like the stuff you're wearing. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, people just liked it because it was just like, and like I said, even if they were like, oh, this this was your guys' stuff, you go, oh, the guy's rapping, like, sweet. But it was kind of based on that. And I mean, hip hop is a huge influence on our brand too, like, especially early 90s and 80s hip hop. For some of your favorite artists, uh, so like a lot of our stuff, like some of our early designs were based off like Tribe Called Quest. Oh, nice! Um, I'm a big like Method Man and Red Man fan. Uh, I also like stuff like Aesop Rock. Aesop um, Rock is amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I saw him live when he come over. I think was it the Fillmore or no uh, Cervantes? I think he was like, here a couple years ago. A couple years ago, yeah. yeah so great show. Yeah, I saw him at Cervantes like way back in the day. It was probably 2010 or 11. I got to talk to him afterwards. Super yep. cool dude. Um, but yeah, just as like, you know, you can listen to an Aesop song over and over and over and it's like, oh, wow, that's something new, you know? But like, I, I love Biggie. I love Wu-Tang Clan. Um, but yeah, my, my influences are also, you know, uh, 80s and 70s rock, grunge. I like a lot of electronic music. Yeah. Um, but hip hop is where Brian and I kind of came together. And that's something that we both thoroughly enjoy together. Yeah, and you found um, a lot of success in it. I mean, you were opening up for some big acts in, yeah. in Denver. Yeah, I mean, it, awesome. it was really fun. You know, th and that's like we the, the merch started blowing up a lot more. So we were like, or the brand Be Fresh was starting to get big. So it was kind of was like, that the name of your group? Was it Be Fresh? It was. Uh, we were called Ice Cream. The first, Ice Cream. Yeah, Brian's I like first, that. Yeah, their first group was called High Five. Okay. 
And uh, yeah, High Five was you know they were a touring act. They were they were really big and in, nice. in, in the Denver area. And then they had a split. And then Brian and another MC, uh, Ray, um, question is his name. We got together and kind of formed a group after that. Um, and that's how Brian and I kind of reconnected after lots of years. You know, just like being friends, but you know, kind of had different paths going right. Different, ways. different friend groups sometimes yeah. never really connecting like that. Exactly. And then like yeah, we came back and he's like, oh, you know, like. I, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a DJ and I'm like, well, that's what I do. And then, uh, yeah. And then, you know, we just, the business was growing and he needed someone to, you know, step in. And that's when I kind of like came on and, uh, you know, started taking on a more serious role and then I quit my day job. So it was just like, all right, we're doing this full time. Uh, so nice. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And so did you, did you produce sort of the beats as well or were you sort of DJing just it, exclusively? It, it was, it was kind of both. Yeah. Um, Beats, you know, that's another thing. You get beats from different people, stuff like that. Um, and, like, right now what we do, we, we're, like, we're starting to take music to the brand and being Be Fresh. We've, uh, we have a couple music videos out right now. Nice. Um, you can check it out on our website, on our homepage, actually. But that's kind of where we're taking it now is just, like, and it's not so much hip-hop. It's kind yeah. of, like, a little bit of everything. What, what's your website? People uh, check it out. BeFreshGear.com. BeFreshGear.com. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, if, on the homepage, I think that our, one of our music videos, it's called Vi It's about the visor shades. <laughs> of course. Uh, uh, it was recorded on a green screen, like, la about a year ago. We were we just put up a green screen in my living room. It was the, the beginning of the pandemic. And we're like, let's get silly. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me sort of where some of these, uh, like, thoughts start. Right for for a design, so you go up to the, like a whiteboard. You're right. We need some new clothes. Where where does some points of inspiration you take? I know you said hip hop is a big one. Yeah, I mean a lot of it is you know like trend prediction. You know like obviously, you know things come and go. You you, you know you want to be you want to be current. You want to be like I, I guess not like progressive, but you you know we we still want to put that retro flair on it. So certain things you know like one thing we're seeing that's being revived right now is kind of that like that new tie-dye, like the, mm -hmm. the tie-dye that's a little bit more like saturated and all over the place. And we're starting to see that more. So it's like, all right, how do we incorporate these types of designs like into the more nineties type stuff? Um, so a lot of it's like just, you know, figuring out what's cool or what's going, like what's, what are people going to like? And then just putting a nineties twist on it. Or it's just like, you know, you see like Rocco modern life, you see like his yeah. shirt and you're just like, <laughs> we got to make a print like yeah. that. Like I've been watching the like fresh prints like reruns, oh, yeah. and I'm just like, dude, that shirt, that shirt needs to be revived. There's that random shirt that he was wearing in some episode. You're yeah. like, let's do it. Yep, that's it. <laughs> and so, like, a lot of it's just, and, like, we also, we shop fabric markets. Um, Like, like Brian kind of, pre I, I've, he predicted the floral stuff before. You remember, like, floral yep. came back, like, really heavy, like, five years ago, and he was rocking that stuff, and, like, all his friends we're like, dude, what are you wearing flowers for? And he's like, just watch. It's just gonna, wait. <laughs> it's going to be in Target in four years. And then, like, four, like Be Fresh did a lot of floral in the beginning. We don't, we still do some of it now. But, like, again, once it kind of hits Target, once it kind of hits Walmart, it's, it's, it's dead. At yeah. that point, it's like, all right, think of something new. Um, but yeah, like floral, uh, why do you think that is too? Why do you think when it hits those sort of mass adoption markets, the, is it, is it something in the eye of the consumer where they see that trend and now it's sort of mass appeal? Yeah, I, th I think it's a certain type of person. Like our demographic is, you know, the people that we we see and we serve to, those are the people looking for something. They were, they're looking for the next coolest thing. I mean, they want someone who is actively trying to make something cool uh, or, you know, artistic. And then once it kind of hits that, it kind of loses that romance. You know, it's like, oh, Target. I mean, 
the mask, like lots of people love it. But, I mean, people have to wear clothes, but you know, people who are really into fashion are just like they want that that new or that that new kind of design. And yeah, but the, still, that retro feel is huge. It's coming back more and more. I feel like. Oh yeah, I mean, and it's it's kind of like you know, I was born in the '80s, '90s kid, but like my you know, the kids my age now are the ones who are making decisions. They're the people who are buyers in these companies. They're the people who are the, the marketing people in these companies. So they tend to look at their childhood and be like, oh, I want to bring back the retro stuff because nostalgia is like one of the biggest things that, you know, when it comes to emotion, people are really drawn to. Yeah, so it's they, big in like the younger generation too, though. You see like 18, 19-year-olds wearing clothing like that or wearing like the baggy floral yeah. stuff with the Janko pants or whatever. Uh, I mean, like, yeah. Some yeah. 19-year-old kids too, <laughs> like it's not nostalgic for you. You never went through any of that, but yeah. And you know, and that's weird. I mean, it's yeah. kind of like, you know, when I was in high school, people were like, they were wearing the Led Zeppelin t-shirts yeah. and the, you know, the the Pink Floyd stuff. And it's because our fathers were probably into that stuff. And But yeah, targeting, uh, you know, Gen Z is is interesting like <laughs> you know we we just got on tiktok and we're trying tiktok and stuff like that so oh, i bet you guys would kill it on tiktok that's what we kept being told but like <laughs> it's also like you know tiktok is about like having certain different cuts and like the videos and it's you know you got to kind of have to build this whole it's a whole different thing it's not instagram it's very I but know. if you hit it big on just like one post on tiktok you yeah, blow up exactly yeah. and then but <clears throat> then it's like what i've learned is like figure out what was good about that post and then re recreate it and I have a good idea for what I think our TikTok is going to be. So uh, I'm kind of putting a plan in together right now and then going to – like right now I'm just kind of like putting stuff out there and seeing how people react. Right. But, again, it's like running Instagram, trying to run Facebook. You know, LinkedIn is also a big tool for us for like white label and custom stuff. Um, so, yeah, it, it gets – Yeah, I, but like you said, Instagram is really the main thing for you guys. Yeah, for like fashion brands, Instagram, you know, it's visual – it's and that's kind of what you want like facebook facebook's a powerful tool but like facebook is good for facebook's most like important feature is their share button mm -hmm. like you can't share like things on instagram like you can on facebook but instagram if you just all you need is an awesome picture of you know but at the same time instagram also now does snapchat you know with the stories instagram has a tiktok thing too now reels. too yeah, yeah reels. so they're kind of incorporating everything into that and, you know, if, if you can do reels and you can do TikTok, it's the same thing. Um, but most people just do a TikTok and then put that as a reel. And you get the TikTok logo in there. It's, yeah. it's, it's funny what TikTok is doing. I mean, it's crazy how embedded they are in other social media platforms now. Um, and how everyone's just stealing from them, basically. <laughs> exactly. Like, you see a Facebook video and it's a TikTok. Yep. And TikTok has their brand in that video. Like, it was same with uh, Vine back in the day too, right? Yeah, but Vine never—they never, um, you know, branded themselves. Like they never had that little like people because people are lazy and they're not going to redo the video or re-upload it. They're just going to save that video from TikTok, which TikTok lets you do, and then they're just going to upload it on everything else with that TikTok logo in it. And it's like. These sneaky bastards. They're, yeah. they're very smart. I was thinking about the memes because you're right. Like half the memes I see nowadays are TikTok videos. And sort of 10 years ago would have been Vine or not. Maybe five years ago would have been Vine videos, yeah. right? Well, I mean, you know, and a lot of memes are pretty much just tweets. Yeah. And, people, you know, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter is the same thing. Twitter also was able to do that, but, you know, not on the viral level as, I mean, somewhat of the viral level. Like it's just a couple words and maybe a response from someone else, but... Do you yeah. guys mess around on Twitter a lot? Uh, no, not really. 
I've never been a Twitter person at all. Yeah, I mean, either. <laughs> I can't get into it. I can't. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll like, I'll like, I'll get on it and just scroll. Like, usually, I use Twitter if like something crazy is happening. Right. Like, if like you know, you want to see some crazy live reactions. Exactly. Or when when there's you know, if there's breaking news, it's really cool to just kind of see the that those conversations in real time and. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the only extent I really, we have a Twitter and we just kind of post everything we post on Instagram on Twitter, right. but we don't really respond. And well, how, how big of a reach do you guys have? Are you, are you, uh, mostly selling in Colorado or do you sell like pretty much internationally a, uh, a ton? So nationally we, we, yeah, we sell nationally, you know, all day. Uh, we, we definitely, uh, Australia and Canada are some of our bigger markets. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. Any of like, you know, anyone who like. The, the Australians love to go fast. They love dirt bikes and, you know, <laughs> motor, and surf, like any big surf communities, you know, any water sport communities. Um, we're really big in Texas, Florida, the the south and the west, or sorry, the south and the east coast. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of all over the place. I could, yeah, I could see everyone in Florida wearing those visor shades. Oh, yeah. They would rock it. I mean, we, we, we probably sell most to, like, the other states are California and Texas, but I think that might just be because of how big they are. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we still like we you know we started out as a a pop up brand. We we did we we didn't we never had a storefront. We were just like we'd go to all these lab events because Denver was so saturated with them, and Denver's like the second best market for small businesses in the nation. Yeah, behind like Seattle. So it's like if you have a small business and you can you know set up shop like. People will come buy your stuff, and people love to support small here. So, and do you guys have a physical shop now? Um, we have a showroom. You okay. can shop by appointment, um, and it's thirty. It's like uh, in the Baker neighborhood, okay, uh, thirty West Bayod. Um, and yeah, we just do like you can come down shop by appointment. We started doing that uh, last Christmas time because everyone was like, "Hey, I love you guys. I just want to, you know, I need a store to come to because you guys." It's it was like the week before Christmas, and we were like. Let's just, right. uh, yeah, so we, we extended our, our warehouse space and we set up a showroom and we got a couple couches in there and an N64 and a couple, <laughs> arcade, chill out. Yeah, a couple arcade games, you know, mini fridge. And so we're kind of expanding that. Um, but yeah, I mean, having a storefront, right, especially right now, it's just it's hard. It's, and it's always, it's always has been hard. I mean, but since last year, our e-com has just blown up. So I imagine that's where most, you're doing most of your business. Yeah. But I mean, it's, not since last, like last year was the first time our e-com really, like live events was, and wholesale was kind of like our, you know, bread and butter. Really? But then. And of know, course, COVID, no live events. COVID happened and yeah. we just, we just put all that, you know, event money because events cost money to, you know, to go to. And oh stuff, yeah. So. Lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be shocked, like, like thousands it, of dollars yes. to set up a booth. Yeah. Especially, yeah, the big ones like Great American Beer Fest, you know, like that's our best event of the year. Yeah, tell me a little bit about Great American Beer Fest because oh, it, it gets crazy. It <laughs> gets crazy yeah. there. Or used it, to, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the last we did it in 2019, and it was it was just as fun as the, the first time I went in like 2006. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's 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 the beer. I mean, it's it's the Great American Beer. It's the best beer festival yeah. there is. Uh, I mean, in America, I mean, I I, I really want to go to Oktoberfest in Germany, yeah. but uh, but yeah. Um, you know, there's so many brewers there, and that's that's kind of how we got started with our whole our, our white label custom program. Is you know we were just like awesome. We're in the same town. It's very you know it's a, it's a big buy-in, but we don't have any travel expenses. It's right down the street. We can set up, and you know we just started selling our gear, and then brewers would come up and be like, "Oh, I I freaking love this man. 
And we're like, can I, can I make this? Can you guys make this for me? And we're like, yeah, why not? Like we, we can just design, yeah. you know, and put your label on it and do whatever you want. And then we were just kind of like, all right, like, you know, people don't want to deal with people can buy t-shirts and hats, but we do like stuff that's hard. Like fanny packs aren't like, huh. you know, you can get custom fanny packs from like some of these like print on demand stuff, but there's, right. they're, they're crap. They, they they break, they're, they're cheap. You know, all of our stuff is high quality YKK zippers and it's, it's totally customizable. If you want a super crazy sublimated print and like a gold metal logo, like we do that, you know, fanny packs are coming back. They're coming back in a big way. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've, they've been like, they've been back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm behind the trends. Then, oh, I guess yeah. I saw my friend wearing a fanny pack the other day. I was uh-huh. like, wait, wait. And he was wearing it. He was wearing it on his front. Oh, or really? no, he was wearing like a satchel kind yeah, of thing, I think. I was like, it's... that's how the Europeans wear it. <laughs> oh, is it? It's a European thing? Well, no, like I mean, a... yeah. You're, I mean, you know, Europeans are always considered like fashion forward uh, to Americans. But uh, yeah, I mean, we like when we started making fanny packs, I think we were doing them like in 2013. 2000, wow. You know, we were kind of like one of the only ones out there doing it. Yeah. And then, like, you know, again, then you started seeing Adidas carrying them. You started seeing Jansport carrying them. You were like, all right, they're back now. Like, these major companies understand it. And now the market's a lot more saturated, but we still see, like when it comes to patterns and designs, we, we still have one of the greatest selections out there. So, oh, 100%. But Stuff we, you can't find anywhere else. Yeah. Anywhere else. And, you know, we're looking, to, we're, we're trying to expand that line a little bit. We're, we're doing uh, like water resistant fanny packs right now. They're great for skiing. They're just not a, <laughs> you can't like jump in the pool with them and swim with them. They're not like submergible. That's where I see like a good amount of your market too is the skiing snowboard community because they love that retro stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, ski, like, yeah, skiers and snow, you know, that's that's in our backyard. You know, I grew up doing all that stuff, still do. And it's like you find those types of, I mean, there's tons of people who do that. There's a lot of people who probably see our stuff and go, the hell are those guys wearing? <laughs> those guys are weird. But, you know, the, the people, and you don't hear those people, so who cares? But yeah. the people who do come up to you and are like, whoa, bro. Like, Way more of those people. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, who, that's who I care about. I, don't, I mean, if, if someone's going to, I mean, you know, if someone's talking shit about you, you know you're doing something right. There you go. You know, when you have haters, it's, it's fine because other people, you know, find the group of people you want to represent and just worry about them because who, who cares about the haters? They're, I mean, there's always going to be haters. So. Exactly, and that just means you're making enough noise to get some attention. Exactly. And yeah, I mean the the snow, you know, there's there's just people like to go. They like to be extreme, and they like to they like to you know the weekend warrior type gang where it's like I work hard all week. I just want to go out with my friends, have a good time, meet people, and that's kind of like our our stuff is wearable icebreakers. There you, know? you go, it's wearable icebreakers. Yeah. I love that. Especially like if that, if that's your style, you're gonna you're gonna peacock and find someone who likes that exact same stuff because they're gonna come talk to you. And you know, I when I wear this stuff out, like I was at the bar last night and. Some a couple old ladies, they were like in their fifties, but they were just like, That is so that's so awesome. And they just sparked up a conversation with me. And well, and so much of modern clothing design is just beige, <laughs> black, white, and there's not a lot of color, it seems, in sort of the modern it is it's very, clothing. you know, very much so. Yeah. Like the you know, and we, we always point that out. That's actually what we use in some of our ad advertising. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, everything is very, you know, solid print. And I mean, like, yeah, like when it comes to some things, I, I, I wear black t-shirts all the time. For sure. Like, but, you know, when, you know, you go out and you, or you're going to a party or you're going to a bar, like, I don't know, fashion's always been a big part of my life. And just having something that, you know, people look at and be like, oh, I know a little bit more about this person because, you know, what they like. And maybe I'll have a conversation with them. But, yeah. 
I, I, I love wearing band t-shirts too, you know, like I, I wear a ton of band t-shirts or anything that like I love to support and people will come up to you and be like, oh, you know, I love that too. So yeah. Cause it's just a good way to find people who enjoy your interests. Exactly. Especially yeah. when you're out and about and yeah, it's, and you know, it's representing something, but yeah, sometimes, you know, you're representing like an attitude or like a, a, a lifestyle, you know, is that how you see clothing? It's sort of this representation of your lifestyle or, or your personality in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, I, I see yeah. that. But I, I, we also want our clothing to be functional. Like, you know, being like, I love camping. I love backpacking. I love doing all this other stuff. So I, I also like things that are actually, you know, well-made and things that like have a function to it, you know, yeah. or something like that windbreaker, you know, that, that I throw that on when it's windy, if you're taking the dog out or oh, yeah. if you're going to the bar and it's not too cold, you know, it has so much functionality. It's rainy. Yeah. Well, these yeah. actually turn into fanny packs too. Oh, what? They, they, they stuff in the front and then they turn inside out and then, that is slick. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that, that was kind of like, you know, fanny packs are functional, like the visor shades, like, even though it's kind of a novelty, it's, it's still, it's a double, yeah. it's a double shade. So like, you know, we still wanted to kind of build our brand around things that are like our vests are reversible. So there's kind of like, you know, a little bit of engineering and, and everything we kind of like, that's what we kind of strive for. Uh, we have sunglasses coming out next week and they all have interchangeable lenses. Um, just because we got hit up so much for like, Hey, I want a pair of clear lenses for work. You know, like I can't work in these shades. So, but, uh, yeah. So I see, I see fashion as kind of both. You know, I want something that is like really cool and like, you know, represents me, but I also want something that like is not going to fall apart or is somewhat functional. And I'm not just being fashionable just to be fashionable, you know? Yeah. Like, this is actually serving a purpose. <laughs> if that makes <laughs> so sense. If someone comes up to you, they're like, I like your jacket. And you're like, yeah, it turns into a fanny pack too. <laughs> and they're like, whoa. Oh yeah. That, that, that's yeah. When, when we're selling them at live events, people freak out. And oh like, yeah, oh, for what? sure. So yeah, that, that's that's where my engineering degree went. I went, <laughs> I went into making jackets that turned into fanny packs. Did you did you went to school for engineering? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you had me for a second. I believed it. I believed it. Yeah, I, I actually went to school for for media production, actually audio oh. audio engineering um, and stuff like that, and video production, and then was went to IT, did a bunch of IT like systems admin type stuff, um, and then yeah, after that just fell into be fresh, and I, I I freelanced a bunch in the audio video space. Yeah. But, you know, it was never, like, enough to, like, it's really hard finding a job doing a lot, like, a lot of the stuff you guys are doing right here. So, but, yeah, this was, like, 10 years ago when I graduated college. So, and now it's, like, you know, podcasts are so huge. Like, there's a, there's a lot of uh, need for oh, yeah. media production. And, and stuff 10 years like ago, that. it wasn't that long ago, but, like, digital cameras themselves in 10 years have advanced in a crazy way. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, insane. The iPhones are insane now, like. It's it's crazy what you can what you can produce so easily, um, and you know that's why you have so many people like bedroom producers who are making hit songs without giant you know recording contracts or anything yeah. anymore. Wasn't that Billie Eilish? That was sort of her whole thing. Is that yeah. a lot of that album was made just in her in her bedroom? <laughs> exactly, and like you know, it's like in the sixties and seventies, you had to have a bunch of freaking money to go play in a studio, and now it's like there you've we've kind of remove that obstacle and that's i think it's beautiful i mean people always complain about there's no good music today and it's like what are you talking about there's so much stuff coming out all the time like you just are you don't know where to look you don't know where to look i mean it's it's kind of sad i mean it's always in your face but like there's so much great stuff being made and there's so much i mean obviously we have like an over information problem right yeah. now there's so much information people don't know what to believe but there's also just like an influx of art and ideas constantly and i think that's really cool 
and how like we've overcome that with the technology, you know. Yeah, and the collaborative process of, of, of design and artistry is so different now without with the internet, right? And oh, yeah. just the advancements of communication technology, it's insane. I mean, a lot of the, you know, the the artists we work with and I mean I don't I, I, I usually use like Adobe uh, Illustrator to make prints and stuff or like Photoshop you know, combination. And I know people who just use Photoshop, but I know a lot of people who just use their iPads. Yeah. And they're you know, Adobe is doing a bunch of stuff to get all their stuff on iPads and stuff like that. And I still like having an actual computer and, you know, a mouse and, um, but yeah, my, my, my style of design, it's, you know, it's not traditional. It's a little bit more of like, you know, grabbing things and compositing and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, some people are just really good, you know, freelance, like they can just hand draw and it's awesome. Yeah. What makes, what makes a good design in your eye? A good design. Um, I don't know. I think I think something that like makes me look at it and just be like, you know, I like this, but I don't know why. I mean, it doesn't really remind me of anything. Like it's just, I mean, I've personally for me, I like lots of you know neon and crazy colors and, but I mean, yeah, that that's 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 a that's a, a deep conversation. You know, yeah. when it comes to aesthetics and why like why things are cool, but I don't know. I think when if I find something that it reminds me of something, but I don't know what, or it's just you like, kind of operate on instinct in a lot of ways rather than having the set list of attributes yeah. that you're like, yeah, this is what I want this design to look like. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, things that are like super technical. I mean, some of the artists coming out right now are just like, what the hell is like? Uh, uh, I mean, I, one of my favorite artists is like Alex Gray. Like, oh yeah, he does a lot of the tool stuff. Like, and I mean, like I, that's I would never wear an Alex Gray shirt because it's I would just, consider it. I mean, I would consider it. I mean, you're right. Like, I, it has a place pieces, in a, it has a place in a time though, for like, sure. I look at his artwork and I'm just like, this is freaking. I mean, it's so it's so cool. It's, yeah, it's so mind bending. Like, exactly. Like, yeah, it's just like I'm gonna go listen to a bunch of Tool and <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, stuff like that. I don't know. Like, and I've I've just have gained so many different like art perspectives, and I don't know. I, I like a lot of different stuff, so it's. Yeah, you know, I I think you're right. Just whatever it's instinct. It's like I I know that's good because it's me. Yeah, and that's art in general though. Like if you like it, who cares what people like? It's what art's about. You know exactly. It's it's so subjective. It is. I mean, every the the world is subjective. It's you know it's how you're viewing things. So, um, what do you think of? Uh, have you been uh, NF the whole NFT craze? Have you been sort of keeping your eye on that? Yeah, uh, it's crazy. That the dude you know who Beeple is? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah like sixty nine million dollar art piece. Yeah, I mean I. I He's just a super cool dude. Like, I love his art. His artwork's crazy. But, like, yeah, like, and I have a friend who loves Bitcoin. You know, he's buying, like, trading cards right now. And, like, but, I mean, I, I think it's really cool how, I mean, I, I, I know a little bit about it. I understand it. But, like, I don't, you know, people are so crazy right now with crypto and stuff. And they're like, I need to hop on. And then there's experts who are like, don't hop on. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you should have hopped on five years ago. Like, huh. you know, but whatever. Like, so... I don't personally know, like, you know, how I know it's, it might be, you know, important for Fresh down the road. It might yeah. be important. I mean, artists are making money, but. Exactly. That's my biggest thing is that it's giving an artist a whole new avenue to generate money that, like, people, he's making more money he ever thought he would in his life. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's, it's, it's crazy how, like, tops, like, trading cards are, like, kind of reinventing their, their industry, you know, or the sports trading cards and, like, my friend's buying like Street Fighter NFTs. What? And there's yeah, there's like a whole like video game NFT thing now, and it's 
I'm just like, I, I can't, I can't keep up with it. Uh, but I, I think all that stuff is super awesome. And, you know, I hope we, you know, there's ways that we can keep building that stuff and, de you know, decentralizing the power. Cause like, yeah, I mean, what ruined the music industry was the music industry. It was exactly. like, you had all these giant corporations and then, you know, I mean, it's still not perfect, but. Well, and there's, there's stories of the music industry literally like setting back sort of CD and MP3 technology because they are worried about what it was going to do to their grasp on, you know, oh, the yeah. whole art, artistry. So yeah, they, they, they can't literally set back the culture of, <laughs> of technology. Yeah. It's like when Napster hit, it was just like, ah, oh, shit, like we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, everything's digital now. Like, and I mean, they probably saw that coming, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the same with a lot of these industries, you know, like that's why you don't, it's why car companies, they want you to buy car accessories. They don't give you everything you want. It's like, all I want is an ox input. Like, they're like, nope, you got to have a CD changer. You got to buy all this stuff. But yeah, they want to sell you accessories, you know? Well, and I think <laughs> Tesla, Tesla makes way more money off their insurance program for their cars than they do actually selling the cars. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think I read that yeah. somewhere. I mean, you know, and that's, that's, that's kind of like the, uh, you know, I hate, I hate to say it, but it's, it, it sucks. Like the subscription model, like Adobe. Like you can't just buy Photoshop anymore. You nope. rent it. You can never own it. And it's just like, I get it. I get why they do that. But it's just like, man, you know, and John Deere is doing the same thing. Like you can't work on your own tractor anymore. Really? They make you, yeah. If you buy a new tractor, like you have, they have, it's all software and stuff now, you right. know? So if you ever want to open it up, you void your warranty. So there's like a huge program, uh, like, you know, where all these like Euro farmers are like hacking their tractors and they have this whole giant forum and like they're trade, you know, people are breaking these systems and saying, Hey, you know, F you John Deere. Like, yeah. We, you know, we want to be able to work on our tractors, give, you know, Apple's doing the same thing. Like you can't open your own iPhone anymore and fix it. Like, and yeah, it, it's crazy. It's, it's that, uh, that, you know, that sci-fi stuff that we used to watch in the eighties. It's, uh, it's all coming true. <laughs> I've been watching so much Star Trek next generation. It's insane. <laughs> that, <laughs> it's, it's still a great TV show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's like term, like Terminator is like the movie where I'm like that. If, if anything's going to happen, I'm most afraid of Terminator. <laughs> like <laughs> Skynet. I'm most afraid of robots. I think AI. Too, exactly. Yeah. AI is like out of anything out there. AI is what like worries me the most. Yeah. Just because of like, I mean, you know, just think about 10 years, man, like you're not going to need delivery drivers anymore. You're not gonna need truck drivers. And that's like the biggest job market out there. Like, servers. Yeah. <laughs> Restaurant I mean, servers. Already, yeah. Airports already are getting rid of staff. You know? I've seen those videos where people just put on like wristbands and you just walk up to like a counter and it dispenses your drink and yep. orders your food. Like you don't need. Or, or yeah, you just that. have an iPad set up at the table and you know, and some people, some people love that, but like, you know, we're also doing that with Amazon. We're, we're kind of like decentralizing or just taking the people out of it. But yeah. And I see what you're saying with the AI aspect too. It is kind of already destroying our society in some ways too. Cause I mean, you know, Google uses AI, Amazon uses AI, it tracks our habits and it displays what you want to see. Yeah. You know, it doesn't necessarily show you the news or the facts that you should see or that are true or accurate. It shows you what you want to see. Yep. It's, it's, it's giant echo chamber. Uh, yeah, it's exactly, that's exactly right. If you want to believe in something, there's going to be something there that will back you up and will re reinforce that idea. <laughs> yep. AI is AI is scary, and that's why design is always great. It'll always be here. Computers not have a good uh, good luck doing that. Yeah, I mean they make my job a lot easier. So yeah, I I I, I love them. <laughs> awesome.
Or, Imagine or, editing back in the day without a computer. Like did you try? Have you yeah, edited film, real. like actual film? I, I have. I, I used to. I used to work at a media <laughs> company that we we uh we just took old forms of media and digitized them. Yeah. So I worked with like eight millimeter, nine millimeter. And we you know we ran it through a camera and shot it and had to paste it, you know, and all that stuff. And I've worked with audio film too. Um, and you know, it's I it's it's I it's it's a little bit different, but you know, it's it's the same process, same thing. That's it's, what I've heard too. Is that it? It sounds like so you know prehistoric almost, but yeah. then when you get to it, a lot of the editing applications that you have now sort yeah. of build upon that process that oh, was that, there already. Yeah, all your DAWs, like all your video editing programs. Yeah, it's it's all waveforms and it's all you know stuff like that. But yeah, it's, like the processes that people were using are tried and true. Yeah, you know, it's just taking that and updating into a new software. Yeah, it's just, it's destructive now. So it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's non-destructive now. So you can like do whatever you want to and be like, control Z, control Z, uh. I'm fine. But, but, you know, back then it was like, oh crap. Like yeah. this, is, this is the last, you know, and sometimes we'd get old reels and people were like, can you, you know, convert this? And I was like, no, it's soaked in vinegar. Like, wh wh how are you storing this? Like, there's no way we can do anything with this. And it sucks, but you know, uh, but yeah, it's, I have worked with all that old stuff before. It's, yeah. it's, it's cool, but I like, you know, I, I don't to be telling your grandkid that, you know, <laughs> I, I was touching actual film. You know why they call it film, Sonny? <laughs> yeah. Here's why they call it film. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, what, you know, like the picture of the uh, the save icon is always like the, the, the disc it. Yeah. And it's like, what is that? It's <laughs> like, that's how, we, you know, it's an old USB disc <laughs> drive pretty much. <laughs> uh, the USB drives, what are that? It's, it's yeah, all, yeah, even those are gone. Bean to themselves. Yep. It's all airdrop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. I think we're gonna we're gonna head out of here. Uh Mike, uh, mind shouting out sort of sort of where people can find you at, find your clothes at. Yeah, befreshgear.com. Um, that's probably the best place. All of our, you know, all of our stuff's on there. We ship every day. So if you want something and you're in Colorado, it gets you the next day. And then mostly, you know, around the nation, it's like three to five days. But uh yeah, and we're all and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at befreshgear. And that's just the letter B fresh gear. And those are Good all call. spaced out. Yeah. Sometimes we get BE fresh gear. Yeah. Or just be fresh. And that's a, uh, that's a juice company out of San Diego. Ah, so it's BE fresh. I yeah. expected there to be a bunch of hornets on my friend. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. It's a, it's a honey depot. Yeah. <laughs> fresh honey. Fresh honey. <laughs> well, cool guys. I was joined here by Mike. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you guys for having me. Have a good one. Yep. Guys. Like thank it. you for joining us. Thanks Mike for joining us as well. Check them out at BeFreshGear.com. It'll be in the description below. You can find all of the clothing. It's really awesome gear. He's wearing it right now. Hope you have a good day.